On this episode, we're about 10 days away, depending on what day you're listening to this, to football. It's here. We're going to talk about the Cowboys. Let's play the music. Cowboys today. Um, I am your host, Zach, with my RB2, Brian. But first, I think we need to talk about a little fantasy uh, <laughs> fantasy football, I think, is what uh, is what needs to happen before we get through to that. <laughs> As we uh, close with last week, Brian and I had our family uh, league, uh, family friend league. And uh, yeah, I got to uh, rock my championship belt. If you're lucky enough to be watching on YouTube or unlucky enough to be watching on YouTube, I am holding this belt right now over my shoulder like I'm an actual athlete because my fingertips sure were sore last season from all the roster moves and tinkering that led to great success on a roster that probably didn't even belong in the playoffs, it looked like, that the way it was standing. So this is my moment. So uh, I know how you're doing because we had a fantasy draft and hung out during the weekend. Uh, let's just touch on it real quick. How are you feeling about your squad right now? I'm feeling okay. You know, I feel honestly, I've got, you know, this is uh, nine years in, as you said, and I'm at the point now where like my roster, much like yours, you and I both work the waiver, you more than I, but still both of us work the waiver wire fairly heavily. So the bottom like third, uh, you know, quarter to third, maybe more of our roster is not anywhere near what it's going to be at the end of the season so like I feel good about the top half of my roster and the second half of my roster I've got we'll I'm I'm positively optimistic but um you know we'll see did you bring the belt to work yeah of course I did nice oh, yeah. good yeah I uh I'm like you uh with fantasy football in general there's only two picks I didn't like and we'll see how I feel week four I know why I picked Adam Thielen in the third, yeah. which felt like a reach because he's falling so much. But my projections have him as a top 15 receiver. My fourth pick was already locked in. I was the champ. So picking at the turn, didn't love that. And then Lamar at the fifth, sixth turn, I didn't love either because boy, the running backs disappeared. But I don't know if it's better to have Lamar elite or be rocking Jalen Hurts and have A.J. Dillon there or whoever I would pick. So I don't know. We'll, we'll find out, I guess. We'll find out what that is. But I feel good. I got some upside receivers. And, yeah, I'm just uh, going to be focused on the first month, trying to upgrade guys that aren't good enough. I'll say this, right? Um, not every year, but for the majority of the years that we've been in this league together, you have usually gone with the – uh, you know, playing matchups for your quarterback, right? Yeah. And other, you had Mahomes his first year starting. And that was and a late pick, by the way. It was, absolutely. Uh, and you had Josh Allen last year. I'll say this. I don't remember what your record was when you had Mahomes, but last year you won the championship and you find, like our league is very, uh, quarterback scoring is huge. 
And well, so to let you know, the year I had Mahomes his first year, I made the championship and lost your wife. Yep. And then the year I had Josh Allen, I made the championship and won. And won. So maybe there's something to it, you know? Maybe there's something to it. Actually, there's not maybe. There's definitely something to it, but still. Yeah, you know, for anybody listening who's interested in my mind with fantasy, I, you know, I did my work draft the day before, and I don't want everything to be the same. Like, if, if, there, if there's guys that I'm high on, I don't mind. Like, I went into my work league. I got DK Metcalf, and I was like, I'm going to stack the Wilson Metcalf. That was my objective. Uh, that didn't happen. Uh, somebody picked Wilson too high, in my opinion. So neither here nor there, I ended up waiting all the way, and I got Jalen Hurts, who I don't hate for fantasy purposes. I don't think he's a great quarterback, but for fantasy, I think it's fine. And then I got Tua as my backup. So it's a really weird situation I'm in right now in that league because apparently Deshaun Watson might go to either one of these teams. <laughs> might get traded. So I don't know what's going to happen at any time. I can work the waivers and stream, not worried. That team is nine picks straight of wide receivers and running backs. So it is, it is strong in my opinion. So I think I can survive the weak tight ending and just go with the matchups and quarterback. In our league, though, I was like, okay, who do I like if I wait? And the answer was the same guys I just got. So I was like, I don't want to do that because I think Herbert, I love Herbert. I had him last year as well. I think that he was going just a little too. It was going too early. Too early. So I didn't want to pay that cost. Lamar, I got him in the fifth, but really I could have said sixth. I chose fifth round for keeper purposes because I wanted to have Judy's price tag at a six for our keeper. But um, yeah, man, I really like, I ended up getting Justin Fields and I'm kind of disappointed because I think that I'm going to want to start that dude when he finally takes off. I think Lamar is going to be better, but it's like, if I would have all things being relative, maybe I just would have waited and done like Matt Ryan and Justin Fields. Yeah. Something, something like that. Right. Yeah. I don't love Matt Ryan, but once again, it's playing the matchups. And if you have a Lamar, that's who you're playing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a keeper Could've league. Gone. I didn't keep Josh Allen because the only person I marry is my wife, not quarterbacks and tight ends, right? I didn't want to be, I'd rather a positional player. I don't want to have to be like, okay, I drafted Josh Allen. I'm punting the position now. I'm not going, you know, anything. And then an injury happens or whatever else. It's not, that's why I like to wait. So we'll see. The good news is Lamar is a running quarterback and I've got another running quarterback right behind him who will be a beast. So something weird happens. I've protected that investment wisely, I think. But yeah, overall, not in love with, everything we'll see i felt better last year and my team was pretty good you know uh, and then i got a lot of injuries like i think that yeah like my whole team was waivers that i started in the championship it was crazy you yeah. know hopkins my washington football defense josh allen and hawkinson were like my core you know sure amongst, amongst the isle of misfit waiver toys that i uh that i picked up and stacked with them so so cam makers cam makers who i cut way too soon Cam Akers and Jeff Wilson. They were my two starting running backs. I had Miles, Miles was it? I had uh, 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 Miles Sanders and yeah. Josh Jacobs in my flexes. Yeah. And then I had to start the Houston receiver, Chad Hansen, because Scary Terry didn't play in the championship. Mm. It, was, uh, it was pretty skanky. Yeah. It was pretty skanky, but it worked. It worked. Worked. It worked. Okay, cool. So that's enough for the fantasy, boring everybody with it. If you have questions or comments, please reach out. I like to talk about fantasy. I could almost do a whole podcast about just that stuff. Sure. So let's talk about the Cowboys. Um, first off, I'll kind of lead in. Man, um, 
I'm glad I don't really listen to the radio too much. I listen to like if I'm listening to anything right now, it's mainly like fantasy football podcast or video game podcast because boy, the objective opinion of the sky falling right now is just no bueno for the for the Cowboys. On top of the fact, I know that you might feel differently than I do, but I do feel, you know, as we preview, you know, we have a more in-depth preview of week one coming up next week, but I do think the Cowboys are heading for an L uh, week one. And boy, the sky's going to be falling for like the next 20 days because that's a long week as well. So just buckle up if you're a listener. I, it's funny because I'm optimistic from what I've seen in the preseason, but at the same time, I'm not as optimistic as most. I stand by it and I still back it. I think they're going to have nine wins and compete for the NFC East with that, which is a lot lower than a lot of people are. Their defense has not looked, not looked good with the exception of the times they played 80%-ish of their starters, the scheme, the ball hawking, and everything else. I really like the vision of where that's going. So I'm not panicked. I Dak's playing, man. I do think they need to address quarterback. I don't think they will, unless Nick Foles is cut. I think they're going to play chicken with the Bears probably. And that's just – I've come to terms with that, man. It is what it is. As far as the defense goes, I think it's going to be way better than last year. And unfortunately, the preseason didn't show us that. And Tom Brady, I don't think, is going to show us that either. And people are going to be feeling really weird until we play the Chargers. That's my two cents. I'll pass the mic to you now. Okay, so I I disagree with a lot, not all, but a lot of what you said. Okay. Okay. First, you're absolutely right about the radio and those people hitting the panic button. Um, Because right now, the Cowboys didn't win a preseason game, so everybody's freaking out. Who gives a shit about preseason record? I couldn't. Really, the Ravens that. with huh? their 20 wins in a row. Okay. And how many Super Bowl rings do they have over that period? In the 20 wins? Yeah. Things zero. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, they're That's the crazy, pre- though, right? They're, they're like, the preseason you, champions. How do you even awesome. do that? How yeah, do you, I, mean, I don't know how you, I don't know, by accident, you lose. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, I, I don't, I couldn't care less. If I'll tell you what I, I tell you, if, if I, if, if this was like three years ago, non-COVID, and it was a, st- and game three was a standard dress rehearsal, dress rehearsal rather, uh, and we still lost it, I might care then. But you didn't have your, you didn't have your starting quarterback for one minute, so I don't care about any of that. I think the defense showed a lot. The, the defense to me looked better than I expected them to for the majority of the preseason, right? I thought they were going to be better. I think they are going to be good. I don't mean great. I don't think they're going to be top 10. They're not talking about the 85 bears. Um, but I do think that they're going to be in that probably 12 to 14 range, which is with, the type of output we expect from our offense, as long as everybody's healthy, should be more than sufficient to secure 10, 11, 12 wins. Um, I am the, the, the one, the one area that I'm truly concerned with is, is the offensive line still because we, they haven't played all five starting offensive linemen more than I think a series in the entire preseason now Lael Collins has stingers. He's got injury problems that he had to come out. You know, is, there's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Tyron Smith is going to miss somewhere between one to 
17 games this year and every year that's just how it is you know the games that he plays in he'll probably be all pro level but you know it's just gonna happen he's that he's that age uh and i'm not a hundred percent confident in our center you know and we don't really have a solid backup center either so the offensive line it gives me pause health and performance but other than that uh, you know, I'm I'm not nearly as concerned as a lot of people, and I do think we're going to beat Tampa. I think we're going to lose to the Chargers. I've got it the opposite. That's where I'm. Uh, at. No, that's fair. It's, it's like I said, man. I I don't know. It's to watch preseason is rough anyway. Uh-huh. And what you have to do when you watch preseason football is I've watched enough of it. And for for our listeners out there. I record almost everything that's watchable on TV and also on Twitter, try to look up as much as I can, but um, I don't trust beat writers, if that makes sense. Um, so like when I'm doing like fantasy football research, uh, we've talked about on this, on this show that I'm very into that. I don't just go to websites and say, okay, this is what they have to say. This is what they have to say. That must be right. If they say this guy's emerging as a candidate, well, I'm going to watch what that is before I, believe that that's the case because I like to talk about things. I'm a talker. That's why I'm on a podcast. And I, I want to make sure that I get my stamp of approval for that. So what I've learned in preseason is that you can only take about, you can only take about 15 snaps, legit, serious, serious, serious. But the rest is just watch the rotations and how they play and what they're trying to achieve. Yeah. And that can kind of tip the hat a little bit for what's trying to be done. Sometimes, because some things are still vanilla and masks, so to speak, because you don't most want to tip your hat to your week one opponent, right? Most, most of it's vanilla, yeah. So, like, if you have, like, for instance, with uh, one of the reasons this morning someone asked me in my fantasy draft, I'm going to relate this to that. Why did you hate the Thielen pick so much? If he's top 15, like your projections say, he's going to be fine. You're going to be great. Well, the reason why is because Javante J- Williams, Okay. I saw him there. I was like, oh, it's a little early as well. It's a weird, funky spot because my fourth pick's already locked in and you're waiting 24 picks to go, right? Believer in the talent. I think he's a three-type running back. That dude was rested their final game and they showcased Melvin Gordon. Like, is Melvin Gordon about to be traded to the Broncos? Or not Broncos, I'm sorry, the Ravens? Are they going to use him just in relief? Is he the guy? I don't know the answer to that question. I know the eyes have passed the test, but I read that and I'm like, ooh, should have went with my gut. Because I went running back, running back. I started Gibson, Najee Harris. With my third pick, I'm like, fuck it, man. Let's go. And I'm like, you know what? No, don't do that. That's too much. It's a PPR league. And that's why I regret it. I think that that dude is going to be a stud. And man, I could have run the table with the running back situation there, right? And it's because I watch the situations and I they tip their hat by what they do. If Melvin Gordon's your starting running back, why? Like he is your bell cow. That is your guy that's going to help you win games. You're not playing him for a half in the last preseason game, right? Austin Eckler didn't touch the ball. Zeke didn't touch the ball in the preseason, right? Yeah. So that should show that should show kind of where their where, where their mind is. So if you look at the preseason, you look and they play the crap out of our rookie cornerbacks, as they should, to give them as many minutes as possible. One of the big reasons why we were so, so bad last year is that Diggs, by need, necessity, draft pedigree, and some of the intangibles he had was forced to play. It forced to play more than he probably needed to or should. But with no preseason, the way the OTAs and all that weird shit went on because of COVID, he was really behind. And unfortunately, right when he tried to, he got a little bit better, he got injured, right? 
So I'm severely big time optimistic because of what I've seen with my eyes. And what you see with your eyes is, yeah, I know, man, Trevor Lawrence looked like an all-star versus us. But what you're seeing is the scheme. You're seeing how they play. And you're, and you're seeing all of those things. Well, you, you also have to factor in, yeah, Trevor Lawrence looked like an all-star against us. The guys that were playing weren't on our defense. Just to be clear, right. Jacksonville started almost all of their starters. They did. They and did. our defense mostly wasn't even second team. It was mostly third and fourth team. Right. So that was basically the equivalent of a pro football team against a, you know, like an arena football team. Sure. Is basically what that was because 90% of the dudes that you that were wearing cowboy uniforms that played aren't making the raw will be off the roster as of this time tomorrow right it's like it's like Hooper Rush not a fan anyway I, I honestly I, I don't care for his game but he stood no chance whatsoever I mean they're playing their starting defense yeah and we yeah. didn't even I mean, know starting. he was yeah. he was playing up against a first team NFL defense and he had Again, I keep saying this, but it's true. Most of the guys that were blocking for him and trying to catch his passes and taking handoffs from him are going to be looking for it, literally looking for a job in in 48 hours. And most of them won't even make practice squads. In six months, half those guys are going to be accountants and car salesmen, you know, until training camp rolls around for the following year or working at an Amazon warehouse. So it's not, you know, us losing that game or getting beat around. I couldn't care less about the actual result from yesterday. It was little things. How did it, it's, yesterday for the Cowboys was all about the bottom third of the roster. Uh, how many safeties are we going to keep? How many offensive linemen are we going to keep? Does Israel Mukwamu steal Jaron, uh, Javon Curse's job, you know, uh, Jaron Curse's job? Uh, that kind of stuff. That's what, uh, that's all that you can take from yesterday's game, which no, I, I agree completely. Like I said, what I took from as in general, what I took from the preseason is I just watched the way they approach the ball. Yeah, I yeah. watched that Micah Parsons is going to be the cog that makes the middle of this thing go. And boys, there's something to be excited about. And I just, it, it, it's, I get it, man. I know that everyone's got two thumbs and everyone has a phone. So it's easier to have a stupid opinion than an opinion than it's ever been, right? Sure. And unfortunately, it's whoever's the loudest and whoever has the best takes is what we want to talk about. I mean, hell, the um, reason why I quit doing a podcast I'd done for three years and, and back now was because I, I fell into just kind of a rut where I thought that I had to be a hot take type of part like that. I thought that was the only way to really, really make it. And then I realized, well, I'm not worried about making it. I'm worried about having fun and worried about just talking, right? Like, the most popular shows on in sports media now are these, I have a hot take. I'm not even really making, you know, like yeah. not even really making sense. I'm just saying it to rile people up. So they go on Twitter and they, you know, curse and, and all of that. That's really what, what it's about. And I don't agree with that. So I just hope that, that our, our listeners who are Cowboys fans, who are excited to be Cowboys fans, understand that whether I'm right or Brian's right about <laughs> what happens versus Tampa, no matter what that is, that doesn't change the outlook for what the season is going to be. This team will be better than last year. I have them at nine. I think Brian had them at 11, if I'm mistaken, as far as their wins go. So we have them somewhere in that range, which is good enough to compete. Let me remind our listeners here, Washington was a better football team than us last year. 
I'm not sure that they're a better football team than us now. Their defense is better. But remember, not only are they playing the same schedule we are, they play the number ones. They have the Packers and the Bucks. Okay. Uh, they also play the Seahawks. Yep. All right. And then they play the same division we do as well. They have to play the Chiefs as well. So, yeah, we both play Tom Brady, but they also got to play Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. And we got to pass on that this year. Right. So I have a dog walking in my background right now. That's interesting. <laughs> oh, man, fun times. That's good. That's good. So that, that's my opinion on that. That's going to be tough for them. Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'm sorry. Yeah. He's not going to outduel Patrick Mahomes. You know what? Here's the thing. He might, right? Because the thing about him is he's not going to do it like if you played – four games in a row of those of those two teams he's not going to do it at all four games but one time Fitz Magic might get hot and go throw six touchdowns it's not crazy for him to do that he's done he's had plenty of four and five touchdown games but he's also very prone to follow that right back up with a four interception so he then maybe maybe they beat Tampa and maybe we lose to him but I don't trust and neither does the NFL, by the way. The, just look at his career at how many stops he's had. I don't trust Ryan Fitzpatrick to be a winning quarterback. It's just not going to happen on a consistent basis. You know, I don't even, I don't even think he's going to keep the starting job all year. I think Heineken or whatever his name is, is going to end up taking that job by about week 10. No, I, yeah, I agree. And he did, he actually looked okay. And that, that's the problem too, was the fact he looked like he could be a player. Um, not not a great player, but like well, a, a, a bus driver. Yeah, he looks like he, with, a, with a good defense and a good run game, which they have. A Trent Dilferish, like yeah. not put you in a situation to lose. So if Fitzpatrick does what Fitzpatrick's done, and I'm a big fan, I like Fitzpatrick, man. But if he does that, I could see. Obviously, he always gets benched, man. I said it on this podcast multiple times. It's just what happens. So I could see that. Now let's look at the Eagles. All right. They just traded for Garner Minshew. Yeah. Minshew Mania, right? The fans, it, it, it's, it's happening. Not tomorrow, not week six, but they showed us last year. Jalen Hurts did very well, including beating the Saints, his first ever start. And they still benched his ass to tank last week, the, the last week of the season to see what they had. Yeah. They're not sold on him. If they're bad, which all the experts think they're going to be, they're going to tank, which means they're going to purposely be losing and seeing what they have in people and rotating quarterbacks. So that's a thing. The Giants might be doing the same damn thing, but boy, has that looked like a dumpster fire so far. Yeah, man. Yeah. And the funny thing is, before all the, the shit show of the offseason started for them, I thought their roster was all right. You know, me too. I, I, like, I, don't get me wrong. I don't think Daniel Jones is a starting NFL quarterback. Um, time will tell, but I don't, I don't think he's going to turn out to be the guy, but everything else on that roster looked pretty solid, at least starter wise. I don't know about depth, but they had pretty solid defense, offensive line guys. It's still very good. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they upgraded their wide receivers quite a bit. Um, you know, Saquon's back for whatever that's worth, you know, depending on how healthy he is, it's just about the quarterback and, but it seems like the coaching staff's just screwing everything up and oof. yeah you get jason garrett who 
as Jason Garrett. And then Joe Judge seems to not be, I don't know, man. There's, there's not a whole lot of Bill Belichick protégés that are having a lot of safe. I mean, I, I can't think of one that has had substantial success in the league. You know, Bill O'Brien was the closest, right? He won 11 games one time and how'd that work out? I mean, and then they decided to give him GM capabilities. Yeah. Dismantled that roster and traded DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, I mean, I, he just, there's not a great track record of, of him having success uh, of him, his protégés having success. And I don't think, I don't think Joe judge is going to turn out to be great either. So. So when you break all this down and you think about the, the football team being the number one competition, we think once again, the games need to be played. So who knows, maybe Jalen hurts is amazing. And they end up being a nine win team as well. I don't know. I don't think so, but we really don't know these things. Right. But like I said, there, there is something to say the fact that there is the Seahawks and the Packers that stand in the way of the football team. That's two games we don't have to play. Is their defense good enough to beat Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, probably is. But is it going to beat Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Russell Wilson, and Patrick Mahomes? Probably not. If it does, they're probably going to win the Super Bowl, right? Like, yeah, if it's I mean, that good to take those four out during the season – that's your Super Bowl favorite right there. And I don't think anybody has Washington picked to be in the Super Bowl. No, no. And look, I, I think Washington, because on the strength of their defense and the strength of their running game, I think they're going to be in contention. But I still think they're going to – I think they're about an eight-win team. That's what I think. I think they're going to be eight and nine. And I think we're going to be, you know, like I said, 11 and six, 10 and seven, right in there. And I, you know, I think we'll probably split the season series with them. Oh, but, sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But it's going to come down to, I like you said, I think it's going to legitimately come down to a couple of games, those tougher games that they have to play that we don't is going to be what separates us, I think, personally. That's exactly what I think, too. Because I, I think their floor is seven and their ceiling is probably nine, is yeah. what I think of the football team, honestly. Uh, and I have ours at nine and I don't disagree with 11, but nine is just where I'm sitting. That's, that's, that's what I'm rocking right there. Here's what I'll say. You, you said their floor is seven and their ceilings nine. And I think that's absolutely correct. I think our, our ceiling is higher than theirs by quite a bit. 11. I could, you know, it wouldn't shock me if we won 12 or 13, I'm not predicting it, but it wouldn't shock me. But I think our floor is also a lot lower also. Right. Um, Again, I God forbid, but hypothetically, Dak Prescott gets injured in week one or two, significant injury, right? Let's say he re-injures the ankle or throwing armor, whatever it is, something that causes him to miss the year. Our season's over, you know. We're oh, gonna- and theirs would not be. If something happens to Fitzpatrick, they can oh, yeah. still win the game. They've, they've got Heineken, plus they don't depend on the quarterback to win the way that we do. Right. So our floor is much lower, but our ceiling is much higher. There's, you know... That's, but that's, that also goes to playing style and coaching style. They're, they're going to be a defense, run the ball, that kind of team. And so that's going to lower their floor and raise their, or raise their floor and lower their ceiling. Well, fun fact, the last two times the Cowboys did not win a playoff game, they made or win a preseason game. They made the playoffs and made it to the divisional round both times. Nice. All right. Well, so let's just, let's put it in. I mean, we can put it in stone then. It's, done. it's all part of the super secret plan. 
The super secret plan that no one knew about. Lose every game on purpose. Absolutely. One thing on on this, on super secret plans and not actually super secret, but um, a lot of people on Twitter were given Mike McCarthy and the coaching staff a lot of crap over who was doing the play calling. It not being Mike McCarthy, you know, uh, giving Nussmeyer the play call. I think it was a great idea. Yeah, Kellen Moore wasn't calling plays either. No, yeah, Kellen Moore wasn't calling plays. And yes, if it happened in the season, it would probably be Mike McCarthy calling the plays. But Mike McCarthy doesn't need practice calling plays. I like the fact that they went ahead and let Nussmeyer get a run at it. Because, again, God forbid, but hypothetically, what happens if Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy both catch COVID one week, you know, test positive, and now you've got who, who's going to call the play? Well, now at least you've got you know who's third in line. He's had a run at doing it with this team. You know, I like it. I'm glad they did it that way. I want to give him a tip of the cap because I thought it was smart to use this game as practice for that. That was good. Yeah, because, I mean, we got, we got Dan Quinn that even calling plays the last two games. Yeah. You know, as yeah. well. Whew, it's a weird, uh, weird, weird, weird time to be a fan of sports. It is some different type stuff. Got a, a question I want to throw at you. Do yeah, you have, yeah, please. Do you, you know, we're nearing like we we've kind of nibbled at it a little bit, but uh, you know, cut down day. The the teams for for those who don't know, the 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 NFL mandates that the, all the teams cut their rosters down to fifty three tomorrow. Uh, so cut down day is is around the corner. Do you have any predictions? For uh, anybody, any surprise cuts? Do you have any 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 th- any flyers you want to float out there? Wouldn't that be wild if Jalen Smith got cut? If I don't they, think it'll happen. Wouldn't that be if, wild though? If his contract wasn't already guaranteed, he would be. But his they they've already it's it's already right. they're paying him regardless. So yeah, I, I I if it wasn't, I think they would absolutely do it because he's not going to see the field very much. Mm. but i don't know man like there's not really anything that would surprise me no because this team like we know we know who's gonna make it there's not really a question like there's not really a battle that i'm watching like i'm intrigued to see what happens with quarterback Mm -hmm. because that they're only gonna i think they're only gonna keep one other one yeah they're gonna keep two total Zach and one yeah so who would they cut at denucci i can take that, that's he's gone. Not happening, he's gone. Right? He, he'll he'll probably go to the practice squad if he's lucky, because yeah. he has the ability to do scout team stuff. He can run, right. and be useful there. But that's it. But for me, that's really about it. Like maybe Cedric Wilson. That would surprise me. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they're going to cut Cedric. But what? I wouldn't either. Yeah. The one the, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it wouldn't surprise. It's okay. Uh, Simi Fahoko, who was our fifth round draft pick this draft has not played well enough if you were being straight up right and if they decide to keep six wide receivers he still wouldn't even be if you were being straight up not factoring draft status just who has played the best he wouldn't be the guy he uh what's his name um oh my god i'm blanking this happens to me all the time uh the the sixth wide receiver guy who Caught a touchdown last night. Um, 
I forget uh, his name, but I know you're talking about. Anyway, anyway, he's outplayed Simi Fajoko. So I don't think they're going to cut him, right? I think Simi Fajoko makes the team, but it wouldn't surprise – it's not going to shock me if they do end up cutting him. And it'd be – that's a surprising thing for, for a team to cut their fifth-round draft pick. That usually doesn't happen, you know? That's yeah. – and there's – you know, there's going to be some other surprise cuts that are just roster moves where they – cut a guy because certain people have to be on the roster in order to be moved to IR like Josh Ball or uh, some of the guys that are injured. And as soon as they, they have to be on the roster for 24 hours, then they can move them to IR and then they can sign back some other guys that they've cut. So there's going to be a few of those moves, but uh, yeah, I was just curious if you had any, any predictions. Yeah. I, like I said, with me, like I'm going to be surprised on other teams. Yeah. Like, I'll be like, whoa, like when Latavius Murray gets cut, I'll be like, there it is. Hmm. There it is. Wow. Yeah. He's going to go to the Ravens. This is exactly what will happen, right? Yeah. But, yeah. like, that's a surprise. Or, I mean, there's, there's always something, you know, like yeah, uh, Zach Ertz gets cut tomorrow, you know, like, what the F, you know, there, there it is. But there's really nothing with this team because everybody has their role. There's nothing that would make, make me shake my head, you know. Jalen Smith would be like, what? But they're not doing it. Like it's, it's all bottom of the roster guys that are that are you know maybe it's what what might be surprising is do they decide to keep five or six wide receivers are they going to keep five safeties uh, that kind of thing right. it's just a it's a but it's all bottom roster guys that if he if really, the wide receiver if Simi got cut that would surprise me because we were both high on him on our draft episode and I think that he would be a player you don't want to give up on personally no now if he gets cut the you know he he would have to clear waivers but they would definitely try to if they cut him and he cleared waivers they would definitely try to stash him on the practice squad oh sure sure but i don't think he would clear waivers san francisco talked about how they were they john uh john lynch talked openly about how they were planning on drafting him the same if a dude drafted in the fifth round gets cut he's getting picked up by someone for sure and and i don't i don't think they're gonna cut him but that other dude has outplayed him. But that other dude has also been in the league for three years, and he's he's developed about as much as he's going to develop. Where right. Simi is not even close to developing. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be Calvin Johnson soon, but he's he's a guy who in a couple of years might be a starter, um, and that other dude is not. So, but there's talk. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. And then there's some guys that they're shopping. Supposedly, there's rumors that. Uh, you know, I'll credit him. Jeff Cavanaugh was on um, on his YouTube channel earlier today talking that he was told that they're shopping Bradley and I and they're uh, they're shopping uh, Brandon Knight. So for draft pick compensation, or are they trying to get deep somewhere? What would it be for? Um, either. Uh, he didn't say this. He kind of hinted at it because he wouldn't go into too much detail. He was fed this by somebody inside the organization, but it's either late round draft pick compensation or possibly maybe a backup quarterback, you know, backup quarterback would be good. Yeah. Like I honestly looking at the situation and given what Philly gave up, I'm kind of ticked off that they didn't go trade for Gardner Minshew. Oh yeah. We should have. I've been saying it for two months. That's the guy we should trade for. Yeah. I would happily, you know, Knowing now, I'm surprised that, that Jacksonville traded him. I thought they would hold on to him for, you know, insurance, but it turns out they've got a decent backup behind him. Yeah, they had uh, C.J. Uh, Bethard, right? Yeah, but uh, 
I, I, you know, knowing what, finding out now what Philly gave up for him, we should have been knocking on that door, like you said, months ago. It, it's, you know, there's other guys out there that are in similar situations. They really, really ought to go investigate. Maybe we could do Bradley and I and Brandon Knight for, you know, I don't, I'm not even going to throw a name out there, but there are some guys out there. Let's, let's investigate a little bit because what we got ain't it. Sure. No, I'm with you. And if you can just give up a player that you're not in love with instead of a pick for a backup quarterback, I like that a lot more. Yeah, I, you know, if it's the right backup, I wouldn't mind doing a sixth round draft pick for him. But I would rather if it's a player you're going to cut anyway, you know, maybe if you can find a team that really likes Bradley and I and you're going to end up cutting him, then I'm totally good with. Maybe that maybe that team is also going to cut their their quarterback, this quarterback that they're talking about trading, and they want Bradley and I, and they don't want to have to chance him not clearing waivers. Right. I, that sounds like a win-win to me. But yeah, I'm I know there are there is the possibility. I just don't know if they're going to do it or not. Sure. No, man, I I'm I'm for it. I'm intrigued. It's going to be an interesting day tomorrow to yeah. see what that is. So that's it. Do you have any more cowboy nuggets? Are we ready? I'm 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 clear. Uh oh, on the Rangers, they still suck. Yes, they do. That's they really, really do. They they had a pitcher randomly do really well the other day, and they still blew the lead though. <laughs> of course. Still blew the game, but he did he did really well. Yeah. Otto, Otto, right? Is his yeah. name? Yeah. I don't I don't know. Yes. Um yeah. <laughs> no. Whatever. Ah. Oh. So that's it for the goal line fade. We're talking Dallas Cowboys. Next week will be an extensive preview of what the roster looks like and what kind of chance we might have against Tampa. I'm ready, dude. I am ready for some real football. Uh, That's it for this week, everyone. Thank you for listening. We actually only did 45 minutes this week. Holy potatoes. That just happened. (laughs) That's it for me. I'm Zach. We're signing off. Bye.